0: All right, you start off. All right, you ready? Yep, okay, Think let me I'm good get there. Yeah, let me get the left.
1: Over <laughs> uh, okay, and three, two, one. Hey,
0: everybody, I'm Dylan Robinson, and this is my main man. I'm Gavin Cox, and welcome to It's on the House presented by Pam Robinson Real Estate. Boom,
1: hey, everybody, welcome back. This is episode number two of It's on the House. I'm back here with Gavin. We've got a lot of stuff that we're going to talk about today. A couple of things in particular, there's something that Gavin and I have talked about, or at least I've given him the, uh, the topic, and I mm-hmm. want to see what his response is to it. So we'll get into that a little bit. Uh, first off, Gavin, you're a fairly new realtor. Yep. Tell me a little bit about what you think about this market, because all the other realtors out there or any other buyers that have been buying and selling for years and stuff, they see a change in it. Coming into this market, what exactly has that been like for you? Like, Or or what did I tell you that didn't meet the circumstances of your expectations of what this was going to be like?
0: That it would be more of a, a long run than a sprint. Because <laughs> when I got into it, it was more just like a sprint. Not at the very beginning, but once I got a listing, because I remember we talked about it at one point. I had a listing at Tecumseh. And then we put, I put it on the market, and then literally that day I had like 15 people wanting to see it. Yeah. So that is good for the realtor side of things, for the buyer side of things. It's hard because I am a first-time home buyer looking for a house right now. Sure. So in in that aspect of it, it sucks. <laughs> Absolutely. And like, and one of the first things that I told Gavin whenever he
1: decided that he did want to be a realtor is that in our area it typically takes about two years to really get into a flow yep, of having exactly. steady money coming in, just mm-hmm. because it takes that long to build up your network, right? You've mm-hmm. got to have people that know you're a realtor and that they're going to call you. Exactly. And then Gavin just decided to be a realtor at like the best time in the yeah, point of all history. I was
0: definitely so, blessed uh, on that end of the, of the, of the spectrum. <laughs> 100%. He's
1: taken off like a rocket. He's been a really good hand for me. And uh, he's a quick learner, done, doing everything great. If you need something, give Gavin a call. He's uh, He's got it figured out. But... I'm glad it's been hot and like heavy for you so far, and it's been fast. Definitely. Now, tell me this: Has any of your buyers mm-hmm. that have wanted to make an offer on a house have they asked you if they need to submit a letter along
0: with their offer? Have you ever anybody asked that yet? They have not. But to be honest, I haven't worked with very many buyers, and when the buyers that I did work with, it was the first hit on the house that we showed sure quick market and you gotta go through there Mm -hmm.
1: so one thing that i am seeing a little bit more i have buyers that want to write letters to the sellers and tell Mm -hmm. them why they should sell the house to them yep and not really necessarily be based on fully of what the offer looks like but more so of hey we really want your house and this is why Mm -hmm. so which is interesting and and we'll get into my opinion in a minute but what gavin and i talked about and it's actually an article that he found Oregon has actually banned letters along with offers going in. It has to be 100% contractually based on the offer that is coming in. There can't exactly. be this extra emotional play to it. So I told Gavin I don't want to talk to him about it until we actually do this podcast because I, I want to see what his thoughts are, <laughs> and then we'll give mine. So, Gavin, what if, if it's a multiple offer situation, and that's yep. a lot of times whenever you're seeing these letters are – I know my bid's in there. I've maxed out what I can do, but I'm anticipating somebody potentially offering more than what I have. Exactly. So they want to put in an emotional concept in there to help that seller take their offer. Mm-hmm. And that's what we're seeing with people who are trying to, you know, pull on the emotional uh, strings there. Yep. So anyway, all right, Gavin, tell me what you, what's what's your mindset on so, this? So
0: if, if somebody can pull off a beautifully, eloquently written letter that persuades the seller into you Know accepting a thousand or two thousand dollars less for based on that letter, which that letter ended up being a one to two thousand dollar letter at the end of the day, right? I don't have a problem with that. Now, okay. if I was on the other side of the buyer situation and, I, and the only reason I got passed upon was because of a, a letter, right? I'd be a little bit upset, right? But I don't necessarily have a problem with somebody writing a letter explaining because, like, for me, if I you know wrote a letter saying I'm a first time home buyer. Me and my fiance want to get into this house and start a family. Right. It, and then an investor on the other side is just wanting to turn it into a rent house or flip it. Right. I think we'd be able to get a little bit of pull on the right side if we were close enough. So personally, I don't have a problem with it. Okay. Now, what is your opinion of it? So, all right personally to me yeah the whole thing
1: is and you're right if you can write a beautiful letter that is going to help you get your foot in the door it's you know it's great for internships or resumes or just yep. trying to get a job or anything like that but whenever it comes down to it that doesn't really level out the playing field mm-hmm. in a buyer's market yeah. because there's certain there's certain stipulations or certain things that they may say in an off in, in that letter mm-hmm. that Instantly that seller relates to that person, so they're gonna be more interested in that whenever you have another more qualified buyer on the other end. Yeah. So I worry for sellers sometimes that get caught up in the emotional spectrum sure, of this yeah. to where they take an offer that really you were better off taking the other one. The yep. big question that I have is if Oregon banned this, mm-hmm. how big of an issue was it? Like how many people were getting beat out
0: on offers because well, of a letter was written? I think up there it's probably more because Oregon's a beautiful place so oh, I think it it's I think it's just more high traffic area so people are willing to go that extra mile to get into that nice foresty, whatever area, you know, I get it. And I, and I've had, I've had buyers that submit letters and I'm
1: not, I'm not opposed to it, Mm. but from a seller standpoint, and that's how my career started. I was beforehand. You were, you were a seller's realtor, you were a buyer's realtor, and now everything's changed and laws have changed. We're all intermediaries and stuff like that. But anyway, the basis was I started my career as a, as a seller's realtor Mm. and I don't care. If that buyer sent <laughs> a letter. And, yeah, and I, I really don't think that a seller should care either. Yeah. Um, because at the end of the day, it's all business. And, mm-hmm. when, and whenever it's business, it's business, and there doesn't need to be hurt feelings. Your offer yeah. wasn't as good as the next person's, and it had more stipulations. Mm-hmm. But just because you wrote a nice letter, because you know, if a uh, if a master's degree, PhD, literature, and yeah. English person writes a letter, and the other person is somebody that doesn't have that type of background or
0: doesn't know how to write
1: yeah, that letter know, properly, you might
0: send it in like a nice, clothy envelope with like a wax. Exactly, right? you can do some <laughs> wild things. And hey, and
1: honestly, out in Oregon, I bet that has probably sure is probably happened. Somebody's got to that point. Sure Resume, cardstock, and all exactly. that. So it's, it's really interesting, and I get it. You you need to have every edge that you can, especially in this market as fast Definitely. as properties are moving. Um, you know There's still a depleted supply in Oklahoma right now. So I understand buyers wanting that opportunity, mm-hmm. especially just like you and I have been talking about. You show somebody a house, and then they're ready to make an offer. You call the realtor. Sorry, it's already under contract. Yep. And then you go on and you do that to four to five houses. They're looking yep. for any reason to make their offer look better mm-hmm. when realistically it's the realtor's job to help them understand, hey, listen, if this is what it's going to take, maybe we need to look in a lower price range to where potentially you could go over asking. Exactly. You know, and you can look at other parameters like that. So I, I don't mind that Oregon has banned this. I don't know that a ban was actually necessary. I, know. Um,
0: I think the, the, the seller's discretion should be what is done I don't think that the government should come in and say you can't (laughs) exactly do this I I don't don't know if there was like maybe a situation where somebody was like suing because a letter came through and they found out about the letter <laughs> something along those lines probably had to have happened for them to intervene in that way
1: i would guess so and, and my mom and i like to joke the real estate contracts get a page longer every year because mm-hmm. somebody's gotten sued and there yeah. needs to be some other clause like within the contract to protect somebody so yeah. it's, it's really interesting that somebody's taking a point and saying no we're not going to do this and just setting that point it'd be interesting to see if other states kind of move that way but Definitely. it's um i don't know no, it's kind of interesting it's uh you know out there uh give us a put it in the comments you know do you think writing a letter to a seller would actually help you buy a house or yeah. do you think that's nonsense and they should take the uh the top offer and that's yeah. that's kind of where i sit on the
0: it but it would, it would depend on the seller situation as well as far as if they're able to take that one to two thousand dollar hit to yeah give it to somebody who wrote a pretty nice letter. And the other thing but, that
1: yeah. we have to take into consideration, which is always kind of a little bit more tough for realtors because we're hired to market and sell the property as, to the best of yep, our ability. Exactly. But if a seller has an emotional tie to the property, mm-hmm. like if they're an older couple and they've mm-hmm. been there for 50 mm-hmm. years, all their kids have been grown in throughout that house, you know, I can understand that emotional attachment and you yep. wanting another family to come in. Um, but those are the kind of conversations that you want to have with your realtor up front because we can't steer, we can't redline, yep. we can't say, hey, only families can exactly. buy this with three house, with three kids and stuff like that. Mm. You're hiring us to market your property and sell it. So that's what we're yep. going to go out and do. You have to be careful as a seller in those instances on, on what you're wanting to try to cut down. But exactly. as always, give us a call. You know, that's something that we can talk about. Sure. Um, something else that... We're going to get into and this kind of be the fun part of the podcast that we're honestly probably looking more forward to. But <laughs> yeah. as a realtor, you kind of have to be a, almost a chameleon. You got to be able to fit in with a lot of different crowds and be able to make relationships with people right whenever they walk through the door and you're showing them things. Yeah, and uh, you don't just talk real estate only when you're with those people. Exactly. You need to talk, you know, current events, sports, what's going on, get to know them and fill out what their needs are. Exactly, uh, And that's going to be the next part of our podcast here is talking some of that small talk, some of the things that Gavin and I discussed. So we're up on uh, on pop culture exactly. and current events.
0: And this will kind of be the format moving forward, you know, real estate market, the good stuff about real estate in the beginning, and then kind of delve into um, different fun topics, I guess. Yeah,
1: non-work Exactly.
0: So. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, NBA finals, obviously that's a big thing. We've missed a lot of it, yeah. but we still have a little bit a little bit of it left um, with the Suns and the Bucks. We're getting to the good point now. Exactly. It's tied up. 2-2. We don't have to worry about the regular season. Honestly, I don't watch the regular season too much. I yeah. mean, maybe a Christmas game or sure. cause the whole family's there to watch it or whatever. <laughs> but, I mean, so give us, Dylan, who do you – in sports in general, NFL, NFL, NBA, do you, I mean, favorite golf player, we'll just do that. Okay,
1: all right, that's fair. And the golf player is probably going to be, uh, we'll, we'll get into that in just a minute. <laughs> I'm a golfer, so we'll, we'll talk about it in a minute. But for the NBA, obviously we're in Oklahoma, so I'm an Oklahoma City uh, Thunder fan. Before that, I was a big Boston fan. My dad's yes. always liked the, the, the Boston area mm-hmm. team, so that's kind of what I grew up on a little bit. Big-time Red Sox fan, have been my whole life. I wasn't a bandwagoner. I was there whenever they were terrible, and I've been there whenever <laughs> they were good. Uh, Yankees suck. Um, <laughs> sorry if we lost some followers there, Gavin, yeah. but they can always comment and tell me what they think. So, exactly. uh, but yeah, Red Sox, Oklahoma City Thunder. Uh, as far as football goes, fantasy has ruined it for me. I really don't watch teams <laughs> anymore. I just watch players, and yep. like that's all that I track exactly. anymore. Um, as far as golfing goes. I'm a Brooks Kepka fan, and if you're a Brooks, Bryson Kef, DeChambeau yeah. fan, you are not doing well, but today, <laughs> today is well. Thursday. This will come out on Friday, but we are talking Thursday, so the Open has been happening this morning, and Bryson <laughs> DeChambeau, by all headlines has been acting like an eight-year-old, and that is how I have always seen him. So, yeah, Brooks, gets, does, g- give I it mean, to him, my he man. He gets
0: under Brooks. Have you seen that one video where he, like, walks by <sighs> <Yeah>. and <laughs> <laughs> and it's Brooks? And Brooks is just emotionally just torn about it. Like, did he even say anything? Okay,
1: so the, the rumors are that Bryson said something about, you just get, Brooks was talking about putting, yep. and he was having a tough time putting at that tournament, and Bryson supposedly, <laughs> rumoredly said something along the line of you just gotta line it up, Brooksy, but you could never get that like <laughs> yeah. in time and it irritated him. But like the next day, he came out on Instagram and he's like, Hey, everybody, it's Brooksy, and it was like doing a <laughs>
0: Michelob commercial or whatever. Yeah. And so, all in good fun. Afterwards, in the moment though, you could tell he gets on his nerves. Oh yeah, they do not like each other,
1: and they're going to be playing on the Ryder Cup together soon. Mm -hmm. And uh, I really hope together. Oh yeah, I mean, America versus Europe. Well, so they'll be on the same team, but they may not be playing with each other on the same day. Gotcha. I really hope they do. I hope they do.
0: Because honestly, I think they would kick.
1: I'm going to say it. I'm going to
0: say on the podcast. There we go. It would be. It would definitely get the the ratings up. I think a lot of people would tune in just to see how they were how they act around each other. And golf has always had a big problem of like
1: gaining new followers and like young yep. people that actually want to play and actually want to tune in to follow.
0: Exactly. You
1: put some Instagram drama in the middle of the PGA, and you're going to yep. have some millennial it's, Gen it's Z exactly. people like, hey, can this is You have some clips or
0: something of just their facial expressions when they walk past each other, or absolutely. Or there's a little small talk or whatever. But back on track. Back to, back to
1: basketball. So, okay, all right. NBA, two, two.
0: NFL, golfer for me would probably... I like the Sonics because I liked Ray Allen back in the day. Okay, When all I right. made the move to the Thunder, I went more to the Spurs just because okay. I really liked um, what those three do. Now, were I mean, you a Gary Payton fan of the Sonics? I mean, were do you, you go back
1: that? I, that's probably a little bit before your time, to be totally <sighs> so honest.
0: I, I had a PS2... I think it was a PS2, PS3 or something, and I'd always play the NBA games. Yeah. And I can just remember playing with the Sonics, lining it up with Ray Allen. Okay. And that's basically all <laughs> That's where it was. Okay. Because, I, I mean, you, you got to think, when the Sonics were around, I was probably not too much into sports. You as, probably were. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So I'm coming up on that age where I'm getting more into sports, but can't talk about it like other people can as sure. far as the teams go. NFL... Honestly, I just like Tom Brady and Aaron (laughs) Rodgers. It was fun to see them play golf together, too. But NFL, I'm not too big on just having one team to root for. Sure. You know, the fantasy draft is is always fun to do, just to look at player stats and just go beat your friends and do something like that. All right,
1: since we are in Oklahoma, then who's your college team?
0: Oh, definitely the Sooners. Okay, good. That's not out of bounds. The OU grad, (laughs) alumni. That's what i like to hear definitely <laughs> i'm an alumni dropout <laughs> <laughs>
1: hey you've got the credit hours then i'm good I'll, I'll bring you into the culture all right so Obviously, Chris Middleton has been just absolutely killing it. Uh, yep. He's had a couple of down games, but another big forty-plus point. Did he have forty or did he? Yeah, he had forty. Yep. Giannis had twenty-six, but really, Giannis's defense on the back
0: end of that late-game exactly. is what really. I wanted mean, for I watched him. about. I watched the second half. First half never matters to me in a game because yep. I mean, I mean, unless they go up by twenty, but even then, you don't want to watch the rest of the game anyway. So right. it doesn't it's matter. over at that point. But I mean, so Chris is an interesting player because he. He passes up. He passed up a lot of shots in the fourth quarter when De- when Devin was going on his little run. Yeah. Um, but then he just turns it on like that and takes over the game with Giannis on the defensive side. You know, he got a steal off an inbound pass. He got that monster block. That, right. I mean, like, can't be compared to LeBron's b- block. I mean, it's not to that magnitude, but, but it's, it's pretty it big. Pretty nice block. Yeah, and especially off the hoop coming off the pick and roll on that was impressive. I and mean, like, that's a crunch time.
1: That's somebody who wants it. That's, that's somebody who wants to win.
0: Anybody else think I'm get I'm not gonna get dunked on? Yeah, they're just going like that, and then inbounding the ball. Right. So I mean, that's their winning formula. though. Chris down the stretch, the ball needs to be in his in his hand, pick and roll off Giannis, Giannis, and then just put up that jumper. Right. I mean, every time.
1: All right, so I'm here for that. I do have a question for you, but yep. first, I have something else. Did you see the Instagram post from whenever Giannis and Chris Middleton came in at the first, and they were talking about trying to steal minutes from each other? Yep, I did see yeah, that. Yeah, Giannis was like, like, no, I'm taking this. Yeah, yeah, they like, hated I... each other, and now, and like, I think Giannis in um, it might have been the end of the last series. He's like, I trust Chris completely. Like this yep. is, and it's cool to see how those that like team development comes into, and it's not exactly. much different than the team we have here. You got to trust each other. You got to get to know each other, and then all of a sudden, I mean, you know, there's nothing that you wouldn't lay down for the guy and stuff. Exactly. Um, But okay, the the big ESPN thing that's been running right now
0: is Giannis Batman or Robin. He's definitely Robin. Oh, he's definitely Robin. Mm. Now this, now he's Robin in the sense that when Middleton wants to show up and be Batman, Middleton will be Batman. But in the games where he has not been Batman. I mean, you can just look at mm-hmm. their past se- playoff series. Right. I mean, they just they always blow it near the end, and that's because they they say Giannis here's the ball, go do it, instead of Chris here's the ball, go do it. So I think we're gonna see Chris trying to take the ropes a little bit and say, you know what, I want the ball. He's a pure errands. scorer. He's exactly. not just the athletic. And crew. I mean, you don't want the the ball in the hands of Giannis, who can't shoot a three, can't make a free throw. So, I mean, it just makes sense to me to have Middleton as the Batman on the team. Don't get me wrong, Robin's a crucial player, but (laughs) on the defensive side of the ball with, you know, getting 25 to 30 points a game. On the back end of it.
1: All right, I'm gonna go nerdy on you, like yep. full blown DC comics right now. Yeah. I will give Giannis <laughs> Batman, but Chris Middleson is Dick Grayson. He is Nightwing. He is no longer <laughs> a Robin. He is Nightwing running his own thing, and they're still a great team Well, together. I'll
0: tell you who Robin is. It's uh, Pat Connington. Uh, you know? That dude. He showed. He does He may not show up every game, but he's. I mean, he's one of the. He's the X Factor last night that got him over that hump. I mean, he hit some big threes. To put him in the lead like two times, I believe. Right. And just he's a good defensive player, athletic. I do like watching him. I like
1: watching him play. All right, so if we're going to keep going down that tunnel then, mm-hmm. then P.J. Tucker is going to be Red Hood. And then we're just going <laughs> to, hey, I'm a massive comic nerd, so here we're here for it. we got all sorts of Robins
0: I am underneath there. Not so not on it on the DC, uh, D.C. Marvel world.
1: Okay, that's fair. <laughs> all right, that's fair.
0: So, all right, tell me this. Uh, all right,
1: we've got three games left. We've got two in Phoenix, one back in Milwaukee. Who do you like in the next three games? We get, we're tied up. Who are you taking?
0: Well, so, I mean, let's not forget CP3 has played horrible this series. He had four turnovers. I mean, he's, he's had some big games this series. He's averaged four turnovers a game.
1: I mean, hey, whenever we're used to Russell Westbrook averaging yeah, eight, know, you know, four doesn't sound that bad. So,
0: <laughs> But last night he just did not look like himself. I think he only scored ten points, four turnovers, four, four or five personal fouls. Yeah. They need more out of him. They need this, the CP3 Thunder yeah. in that situation. But we've looked at Chris Paul. If we look at Chris Paul's stretch in the playoffs, it's not, it's not good at all.
1: I think he's running out of time.
0: I, yep. I mean, he's getting older. I think if he's going
1: to – and this is the other thing that I wanted to bring up. If Giannis wants one or CP3 and Devin Booker want one, you better do it now because AD and LeBron yep. are going to be healthy next year. Yep. And so is Kyrie, James, and KD. And that is and that's just what, that's a what
0: I, scary that's team. That's what I'm telling the Bucks. This was their year until Phoenix came out of nowhere and has been right. playing lights out because, I mean, the the Toronto, no good. Yep. The Clippers got beat out. I mean – Lakers are not there. Right. So, I mean. This was their chance. And, but I like
1: to see, I would like to see Chris Paul get one. I, I'm pulling for the Suns. I, I want to see you know, Chris Paul get he,
0: one. He'll end up being one of those players where, in those, you know, Instagram posts, players that never won a ring. He hall of gamers that never won yeah, a ring. He's not a Charles Barkley. Exactly. You know? I he'll mean, be that's in, not that, in that lineup if he if he doesn't get one this year, I think. Yeah. No, I, mean, I totally agree. Who knows what the, Sun, the Suns will even do, uh, you know, during the trading season. Right, and, like, the wild thing is he has
1: denied his team or his option, his player option for it, and it's looking like, all right, is he looking for a multi-year deal with the Suns or... Has LeBron finally told him, "Hey, come play with the Lakers let's right get quick. and let's go grab one"? Let's right get quick.
0: one. We can up. We can all retire. Right, let's and then yeah, retire.
1: everybody's done at that point because <laughs> then at, at honestly because then at that point, if you bring in Melo, everybody from that draft class that are all buddies that on the mm-hmm. USA
0: team they wanted to win it, then he, it's there. I think they're they are talking about
1: sending Mello over there too. I would like to see Melo get one too. I liked him at Syracuse. Yeah, I was
0: be, he'll be right in that conversation too. That never never got never one. got one. Yeah, so, I
1: mean amazing player, amazing score. That Hall
0: of Fame list will be. Like a, would you take this list versus this list to win a ring? It's gonna
1: be interesting That'll what be happens. A good post. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, and
0: it's it's just one of those things. Okay. All right. So but I mean, back to it. Devin Booker third forty point game um, of the playoffs, and I think uh, this is like the first or second time that somebody's the second time Giannis scored forty and then Devin scored forty. Yeah. And I think that's the the first and second time that the opposing team has won after a 40-point performance on the defensive side. That's pretty cool.
1: I saw another stat, I think, Devin Booker, and I can't remember if it was in his first NBA Finals appearance. Mm-hmm. He's has, like, the most points, like, ever scored or is, like, second or third on yep. that list.
0: Yep. I want to say it's, like, Rick Barry and somebody else. Yeah, it's
1: crazy. I'm pretty sure was it was a Kareem. I mean,
0: I, I can't remember who it was. Who it, was. Like, it was wild. Rick Barry like, and somebody, but, yeah, he's putting up Historical numbers. figures. He's putting up stats. When, yeah. Before they the Bucks started coming back on their little run, Devin Bucker was taken over. Foul trouble got in the way. Yeah, so, I mean he's got that Mamba mentality. I he's got to stay in the game. I think if he doesn't get foul trouble. I think, I think they, they win pulled that game. game. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, I bet these a lot of the Bucks fans, because he fouled Drew Holiday. Oh yeah, he no doubt her, about yeah, it. Yeah, he fouled him. He went, ah, yeah. that's not a no foul call. in the Olympics
1: right now where Team USA is getting their butts
0: whooped, yep. but in the NBA that was a foul. That was definitely a foul. The refs were looking out saying, we're not gonna decide. Not, the game. yeah,
1: not gonna be on the ref so shoulders. They let, yeah. it,
0: they let it go, but I don't know what Devin Booker was thinking trying to take that With foul. five fouls, dude. I don't know what he was thinking. I think he gets a little bit, he's one of those players that gets a little bit Angry. You know, he just has yeah. the spur-of-the-moment, lash-out kind of that. thing. You know? Yeah, I get that. But 2-2, every home team has won. I think if Middleton can step step it up, play all four quarters, no passing up shots or anything, I think they can win in seven. Yeah. If CP3 keeps playing how he's playing, you know, he's had, he had, has had some good games, but with the, just the turnover is just killing him right now yeah i think they can do it in seven i got the suns in six you got the suns in 6 they're winning the next two
1: cp3 is so close to it i don't think he gives up i think devin booker and deandre Ayton have really matured Mm. over this year and you got to have chris paul to do that we just watched him do it with the thunder The, the the rockets weren't a good look he was great with the clippers for a long time and that locker room got a little heated and whatever Chris Paul's good at what he does. Yep. I mean just period. But um that's good segue
0: into the next one. That's defi- good. I mean the, the Suns, CP three definitely if he picks it up, I think they can take it all. Yeah. But he has to be that floor general that says in the final four minutes, I'm the guy, get the ball to Booker. And if not He's in foul, Trevor Whaler. I'm going to take over. Last night, he had a, just a crucial turnover that they just went and scored. An yeah, easy just tossed it back over his head. But, yeah, as, as you were saying. Yeah. Um, On to Olympics basketball and how yes. embarrassing that has
1: been as so of
0: late. Did you, did you see the news? Bradley Beal has now yes. gone out. Yes. Safety, safety and health uh-huh. protocol. Yeah. He doesn't want to get what thrashed average. in the Olympics, bro. Like, I don't blame he's him. He's like, man, I ain't wasting an injury on this sorry team, pretty much, is what he's saying. Yeah, there's no point in it. But, I mean, I don't think they'll be able to get anybody in there worth
1: I mean, Devin Booker is still coming in. Chris Middleton's going to play there, which is yep. going to be a really awkward plane flight because, like, as soon as they're done with the NBA Finals, they need to head to, like, Tokyo. Yep. And
0: that's a weird flight between two dudes that just busted their ass I for know. seven games, I potentially. <laughs> I mean, the one will want to be, want to get out of there just because they just lost finals. Let's get into some more games. Right. The other one will kind of be like, ugh. Oh. Well, and it's been like it, the interesting thing that I have loved
1: watching on ESPN because I do feel like the NBA has gotten soft. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you, it's almost like the quarterback rules in the NFL. You just can't touch anybody anymore. Yeah. Um, and then to go watch these dudes try to play NBA-style games against the rest of the country, and they're just getting they pushed just get around and up. knocked
0: down. They get shown up. Yeah, boys,
1: you aren't as tough as you
0: used to exactly. be. You took
1: advantage of the game and in the way the refs mm-hmm. were calling things. NBA's
0: kind of turned into like a street ball kind of Dribble, 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 mm-hmm. dribble, throw up something. We're and over, one, we're all over in these game. other countries. It's back to the basics, pick and roll, mm. physical, get to the basket. Ball movement. Exactly. That's what was so
1: fun to watch about, well, you know, the earlier, not the earlier years, but, you know, six, seven years ago with the Spurs and the way that they moved the ball so well. And then you saw... The uh, the Warriors move the ball really well, even yep. though Steph and Clay are shooting up shots that shouldn't be shot by anybody yep, except no. <laughs> them. The ball is being moved to the point they're wide open at thirty feet. Everybody knows guard them at thirty five because they're going to shoot it. Yep. Um, so I like I like the old school basketball. I was an undersized post my whole life, so I mm-hmm. you know setting screens, rolling to the basket, getting easy shots is what I always loved. Exactly. But it's. Um, I feel like they'll show up in the Olympics. I, I mean, it's like, still the I mean, dream team. Yeah, These are they, just
0: exhibited. Expi- they will, but I definitely think Rather Duel is just saying, oh, ah, yeah. I think I'm done. Take your time, bro. It was a long season. Yep. I mean, who knows who they'll get in there. Um, a lot of people want like, Curry or, or LeBron or somebody to go in there. Right. I'm just I don't like, think LeBron's Those guys just period. have too much on the line yeah. in this upcoming season to, yeah, there's go no out, point. to go out and do it. Especially, I don't know if Curry has. Has Curry won a gold? I, I think he was on last year's team, right? They won gold last year. I don't know if he was on gold or not. I they haven't they, a, they lost in two thousand four and they haven't lost since. I okay, think. gotcha.
1: Um, but yeah,
0: then they don't have anything to really gain yeah. gain from it. You know and, into that. Hey,
1: Sam Presti, if you just happen to run across this Bronny's coming up and we have all the picks, maybe you can get uh... What
0: are you doing, Gavin? Sorry, dude. <laughs> I just had to look at the camera. I had to make a- sure, <laughs> <laughs> dude. I had to make sure we were recording and
1: Okay. All right, we recording? We're recording. Let me make sure. Let me
0: check double this. check, Gavin. I checked check twice, but I did double check last time. <laughs> yes, you did. That's funny. And uh, somehow, right when I checked, it turns off. Yeah, not a big deal.
1: So technical difficulties on <laughs> episode number two. It uh, comes with the
0: territory on the... Episode 2, I think. Oh, yeah, I think so. you got to get through everything. So
1: we're going to pick back up. uh, And the sad thing is we did like 15 extra minutes (laughs) of this. It was really great information that I'm not going to remember. So sorry you missed out. You just have to tune in for the next one. We'll see what I forgot. But uh, we were just talking about... Uh, NBA basketball the Olympics and kind of stuff like that and then our next topic we're going to talk about the Shakari Richardson thing uh, yep. and her not being able to compete in the Olympics this year and Gavin I was asking you what is your standpoint on this what, how, how are you feeling about this so I put this? it so eloquently the, and, the, the,
0: and the never before never will be seen <laughs> but, oops <laughs> but basically I feel like when someone takes the criticism so well like she did they thought out the consequences yeah. and therefore they're able to react in a much more professional and humble way about things. So I, de- I think it was premeditated as far as she knew what was going to happen and she took full responsibility for, for that. Um, and in saying that, I don't think the rules should be changed just because of this one instance Yeah. Um, because all these other countries, they don't care what was the reasoning behind it and especially just for one one player. Right. Um, I mean, yeah, no, I agree. And like, and
1: what it comes down to rules are rules and it's, it, it sucks because I don't believe it's in performance enhancing. I think she's busted her butt to get where she is, (laughs) but it's kind of like what you said. It's, it's not just American rules that we run by on the Olympics. You know, yep. people in America may not find this to be that big of a deal, but mm-hmm. when the rest of the country is adhering to all the same rules, outside of Russia, like doping all their people or whatever <laughs> yeah. it may be. But, you know, outside of that, it's it's a rule that is upheld, not just for our country, but every country that's out there. So exactly. I love that she stepped up and she's she's taken all the consequences of it. She's been out in front of it, I think, out of any player that i've seen she's yep. handled it better than anybody so may else maybe an
0: example going forward of owning yeah. mistakes. yeah know? and
1: i mean especially in the states because it's recreationally legal it's mm-hmm. medically legal in a lot of different places and quite honestly i think probably by 2024 mm-hmm. medical marijuana will probably be removed from ioc's like banned list yeah. um we'll see it'll definitely be on the docket i i presume i would think so they're at least going to talk about it and that kind of and it actually circles us back a little bit. Um, we did this really smoothly in a really nice transition after the camera went off. But <laughs> what it bring, brings us back to is just kind of the 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 pot culture and the pot industry that's building in Oklahoma right now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and Gavin's got some stats on the number of like grow houses and dispensaries and stuff here. But this has been a main source of our income and a lot of the other realtors in, in the area. Now yep. we have people that own property saying hey or you know pot growers still buying because uh, i'd like to make some money everybody else says they're paying big money for it and yep. realistically they are compared to what the uh the rest of our prices have been but gavin yep. give us some of the stats and this is just for
0: like seminole yep. county when you look at the market for how many um Dispensaries there are. There has to be that many growers supplying these dispensaries. Absolutely. So there's 142 growth f- facilities alone in Seminole County. In in se- Seminole County is a rural
1: Oklahoma yep. county. We're an hour from Oklahoma City, an hour and a half from Tulsa. We are rural, rural farmland, rural oil, land. gas
0: people. <laughs> this is this is what we do out here. I mean, we have 18 dispensaries here in Seminole County alone. Which is that is nuts. Yeah. That is crazy. I mean, I can only imagine how many OKC. Has I mean they oh, probably yeah. have two per square mile or something right. Like that. And whenever you think about it, like Seminole is a town of eight
1: thousand people. That's like mm-hmm. very close to the residents that we have now. Our daytime toll is around like thirteen thousand, just from people coming in and going and working and stuff like that. Yep. And Highway ninety nine is always busy for truckers trying to get down to Dallas because they don't want to hit the I thirty five traffic or anything mm-hmm. like that. But 8,000 people is the largest city in Seminole County, and there are 18 different dispensaries
0: That's, it's in the county. That's crazy. And, <laughs> it's nuts. And somebody has to be there to supply them, so the yeah. grow facilities are there. I think there's 112 growers in Seminole County with eight processors. So, yeah. I mean, the numbers are, are off the charts as far as... A rural, rural small county. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, it, it's just crazy. Exactly. Whenever you can
1: pair, because Oklahoma was easy to get started in, the licensing wasn't bad, the zoning, the restrictions, like it wasn't yeah. bad. And Now our state's starting to pull back on that a little bit. So we're going to see some fluctuation in things that happen
0: actually in Oklahoma's pot industry. And you mentioned in the last, uh, the footage that will never, never be, be seen. seen. <laughs> never before seen. <laughs> that nobody's setting up shop in OKC, and Seminole is probably more one of the perfect areas to just come. Right. And, yeah and to and like to this. grow I yep. mean you gotta have you gotta have spaces to grow and I, I assume yep. the zoning and
1: the restrictions in Oklahoma City are a lot tougher than what exactly. they are out here in rural areas to where you're zoned ag you're gonna grow something fantastic yep. we're not putting any other restrictions on the outside of that and yep. you know it's it's a wild deal but kind of rolling that back in I personally I rules are rules I hate that she's not competing because I think she was just gonna be an absolute smoke show gonna, out there just killing everybody a monster out there I mean there's um, no doubt about that but you know what I also think in three years when 2024 Olympics come around, mm-hmm. this is going to be big time motivation. Mm-hmm. I don't think she'll lose one race in 2024. Probably not. I, mean, I really this be don't. I
0: Record breaking, yeah. I think. I mean, how old is she now? I'm not even I, sure. I really how old haven't even looked but, it up. But, but she's smoking people out oh, there. Oh, just I blowing mean, by even, them. Even, she didn't even get out the gates in one race the quickest, and she just. And I feel like Gone. this is the first Olympics
1: that we've heard about her like she didn't run in the 2016 Olympics that I can remember that yeah, name. Yeah, I don't
0: remember her name. Either. But
1: she's more of a polarizing factor now just because she's in the news all the time and stuff. Exactly. So it's a little bit different there. Um, all right, we're going to start winding down a little bit, but yeah. we've got to talk a little bit of UFC, a little bit mm-hmm. of Conor McGregor, right? Yep. So do you think he is done? I I love Conor McGregor and I have problems with him, but I well, love just... Zane, Hey Gavin's we're, just gonna check, are we good? We're
0: good. Got, we're, got, we're gold. We're still good. Fantastic.
1: I think Connor's fighting career is nearly done. I think he'll take two or three more fights. I think he's gonna get worn out. He may win one or two of those, mm-hmm. but I really just think his like his body's taking a toll. His
0: yep. his ankle was at a ninety degree angle, and he was sitting there yep. promoting the next fight, which you got to give it to the guy for that, oh, right? I, I mean, that's just impressive in, its, in itself. That he just has the mind to instantly just start talking smack where's the next money coming from you know <laughs> he doesn't that's just care he that his ankle's in. just sideways and just to take that that pain like he's a
1: special fighter but it's 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 kind of like what we were talking about i think he's at that point in his career where he was on top for so long yeah all these up-and-coming guys they've watched and they've studied and they yep. know i need to be able to beat him if he can beat that guy yeah i need to focus on being
0: able to beat him and, and, we, and he's starting to get caught up. And we talked about it. The, the wrestling factor is just such a huge component. Mm-hmm. Stay away from his left. Get him on the ground, exactly. right? Exactly. I mean, you outlast his, his left hand in the first round, and then second, third, you just take him to the ground and ground pound at that point. I mean, right. all, I mean, people just figured him out. He's not a wrestler. And he he takes these matchups against wrestlers because he tries to... Just he knock wants him to out. be that guy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He tries to just knock him out and say, oh, the wrestling didn't matter, but he just get, he just can't do it anymore. Yeah, he's just, he just caught up with him a little bit, but you know
1: what? If I had as much money as he would, you'd probably never see me again. I wouldn't be on <laughs> Twitter, Instagram, nothing. I'd be
0: on a beach. I think he lives just to go up there and smack talk and just do I think that. he enjoys it. I think it's something that he actually he has to enjoy it, it, especially if he comes back after this. Oh, yeah. I mean, he, he's not doing it to fight. He's doing it just the media... And all yeah, that kind he of wants stuff. the persona. He wants everything about Especially it. after his, his leg snaps. Snap. If he had a, any good time to retire, now is probably the best, best opportunity he has. I, I know he doesn't want to go out on a loss, but if he comes back and beats some Joe Blow, I don't think it's going to be any more impressive. No, not uh, at that funny. point. Do I think he's done, though? Definitely not. You don't think he is? I don't think he's going to go and win another title or anything, but I think he's going to cash yeah, in fighting. a little bit more uh, money. Yeah, um, and then he'll be out of there. Okay. Because who knows who who wants to f- fight him just because? Because we've seen he can he can just get a title shot. Yeah. With not even anything. I just hope I he mean, goes... the, he beat Cowboy, and that's about it. And Cowboy right. is, it lost like seven in a row. Yeah. And he got to fight Dustin and Simon. People just want to fight him. And Dustin could have went and fought for the fight, title fight before this. So, I mean, right. I think there's a lot of people out there who still want to fight him, so there's still money to be made. So, and that part, I don't think he's... He I say happened. put him in a ring with, like, Logan and Jake
1: Paul at the same time. <laughs> oh and just let him go nuts. Just let... All they can do is punch, let him get out the kicks
0: and stuff, and just put yep. both of those dudes in their place. They so. would get whooped. They'd get whooped. They would get absolutely <laughs> whooped. I mean, it wouldn't even be... I mean, that's one thing. He's fighting Tyron Woodley. Yeah. I think Tyron's going to... Hand it to him. Oh, I think so too. It pretty be the, well. Yeah. And I
1: it's it's interesting to me on those fights, like how much they really have him. because like whenever it was it who which one of them fought Floyd Mayweather? Uh, that was Logan. Okay, because at one point in time it looks like Logan's lights go out and Mayfield like catches him yep. and and like it's kinda like,
0: Mmm, yeah. no, what are we really <laughs> trying to do? Here? So um, all right, and, let's let's. I mean, they milk that. So. Oh yeah,
1: and it's all about a payday. They, you know, yeah. it's not a real fight. But yeah, let's segue that into a little bit of our college stuff. Talking a little bit about the NCAA, something that I am glad that they finally got through is the uh, the NIL, the name, image, and likeness. Yeah. Uh, we've we've talked about this a little bit, but go ahead and, and give our viewers your take on this here
0: a little bit. What What are your Once thoughts? Once again, never before seen. <laughs> never will be seen. So I mean. I definitely agree with the biggest names getting paid for their names. Right now, I don't think anybody should have a starting salary or by them being on the team that they are they have a right to get paid. Right, um, like the bench players and and things like that. Nothing to them, but I mean, as far as endorsements go and a starting salary, they just don't bring that much in to to validate. Right. So no, uh, salary
1: or whatever. So right now, I mean, technically, I mean, there's yeah, there's not salaries out for there for these guys, but there are opportunities in like endorsing, like you said, their own name and their own image
0: and stuff like that. But you know, you know as well that when you take one step in one direction, the next thing on, there's always something that they're gonna want more of. Right. So now that they've taken this next step into this, I I feel like other players who are less represented are gonna say, well. Crap! What are we gonna What are we gonna get out of it? Right. One of the big things that I will say about
1: that, which I've absolutely loved, and whenever NIL actually dropped, some of the biggest names that you saw hitting these large endorsements, they were softball players, they were women's yeah. basketball players, they were volleyball players, and like Barstool Sports is taking on and like mm-hmm. how to become
0: a ball sport. Uh, barstool Sports. Did person. you say volleyball? Because I saw a volleyball. Yeah. Person getting the Barstool people yeah. going after a volleyball player so i mean in that regard when you look at the bigger picture i definitely think it hits and it impacts more of the the smaller smaller markets um for those smaller players who right who do just as much work as these other players but they're going to get the benefits of it as well yeah and like the cool thing the uh, the twin basketball players um
1: they uh, they were huge on TikTok or yep, Instagram or something. Yeah, I saw that. Yep. So that's why they actually had a better endorsement deal is because they had like a million followers mm-hmm. or whatever it was, and they can actually that that whoever's endorsing them can actually use these girls to push their product.
0: Yeah, and they got two two hands in the pot on that one. So right. I mean. Yeah, and they, and they're doing good,
1: and it's like you know Spencer Rattler coming out with his brand and stuff, and like mm-hmm. the number one thing that we again talked about on the footage that we just lost was I would love to see the OU line go in it together, and like exactly. you take one of us, you're taking all of us and then i really think i i think the younger generation sometimes gets a bad rap i mean gen z this gen z that blah blah blah, whatever it is i think they're much more intelligent than what you think especially whenever it comes to cashing in on the opportunities of social media Mm -hmm. i mean you see them younger and younger and younger what's uh what what is it like ryan's world the kid that uh reviews toys he made like 26 million last year or something (laughs) it's like nine years old come on you know, it's it's a matter of these kids growing up with it and seeing the ways to turn their current situation into dollar signs. Yep. Because realistically, whenever you think about the number of players that actually go pro in their sport, and this Not isn't a, a dig at women's sports, but I mean... Women's professional volleyball or women's professional uh, golf or whatever it may be. Now, the LPGA has gotten big. But anyway, what I'm saying is a lot of college athletes don't go on to play pro sports. So, this is actually setting them up to a better opportunity where they're getting a degree and they had a chance to make money because you know as well as I do, a lot of these students don't have time for a part time job. They can't, yeah. they're relying on mom and dad or a little bit of a stipend from a university to just get by on whatever they're doing, which it's tough. There's a bunch of different factors. I'm 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 glad it's here, but but Definitely. I want to hear your take on the next thing. Let's get into the taunting rules of the NCAA.
0: So, the I mean, Big Twelve Media Day, and uh, they basically said that taunting is going to be unsportsmanlike conduct if you're directing it at a player, and it probably won't be if you're directing it at the. Audience, crowd, the yeah. fans. Soft, and is it what just that is. yeah, it's just this, one of the softest rules. It doesn't even why. Why would they even talk about it? Like yeah. how many fights actually break out because somebody did something or taunted somebody? Right. And I mean, were the results of the fight even that dramatic? Right. You know, I mean, who cares if somebody pushed a player because they said something? You just, right. You go back to the sidelines and you move on. Yeah. So I don't even know. I mean, the taunting is just soft i feel like it's a part of the of sports if you can get in somebody's head yeah that's a, a skill that you have and you should be able to take advantage of that yeah I'm i agree to talk to and it's
1: like in Personally, I blame Tom Herman, who is no longer at the University of Texas right now, for the big Horns Down movement. And uh, if you haven't seen it, Horns Up for Peace. I am not affiliated with them whatsoever, but it's a funny look. Uh, It's on my sports talk radio, and uh, it's funny stuff. But, I mean, realistically, that is something that, growing up, if you wanted to play for OU, you're wanting to go down there, and you're wanting to flash Horns Down. And now you're being told that you can't because... It, it, it's disrespectful and it's taunting yeah. and stuff. It's it's absolutely. And soft. I do
0: feel like they're they're kind of catering toward just Texas schools. Yeah, and in that regard, because I mean, I don't even. What do you even do if if you want to taunt OU? Like, what sign could you give? Mm-hmm. So I feel like there's only a select number of schools that have that against them, where you could throw up something and it would be it would hurt their feelings or whatever. Right. So I feel like it's one of those scenarios where the masses are getting punished for to cradle the one school or whatever. Yeah, and it's, you know, it's like I said, OU rules the uh, the Big 12,
1: but Texas still owns it, and it's just yep. everything runs through Texas, and they've got a foothold on that, and they haven't been relevant you know outside of like baseball and, and maybe yep. a few other things they're they're not super relevant nope um, you know maybe this is their year but <laughs> i doubt it <laughs> i highly doubt it i think um, we're number
0: 1 in the oh yeah 12, so oh yeah i mean seven. no question
1: about it so i've got high expectations for OU this year anyway it's Definitely. it's going to be a lot of fun to watch i'm ready to get back into some football season but me too Gavin, this has been fun. Hopefully uh, you guys have enjoyed this too. There's going to be a little bit of a splice in there because we lost a little bit of uh, audio. So frustrating because it was so good. It was
0: so good. It turned
1: out good either way. And we need to practice anyway. This is only episode number two. We hope that you've enjoyed it. We hope that you stick along. Uh, Give us five stars. Give us a comment uh, or a review in your review sections Apple iTunes or on Spotify. Not on Uh, Spotify. Not on Spotify. Just kidding. Apple Podcasts. Apple Podcasts. Apple Podcasts, Facebook. Hey, and that's why he's the technical guy, and I'm just the uh, the pretty face. So anyway, um head over to all of our social media. Give us a like, share, and a follow so you're always up to date with the most current information. Go to pamrobinsonrealestate.com to find your next house. And as always, we'll be speaking with you soon. Oh, okay. Hopefully that I one recorded. Off. It recorded. All right. <laughs>